With all the noise in the world, do you hear the voice of God? Your calendar tells you what to do, but do you remember who you are? Being comes before doing. This is a call to put first things first. Return to the Lord with this daily pattern of prayer and devotion. Set aside this time as a sanctuary. Find a space free of distraction and follow this pattern. Welcome to The Daily Pattern. If you've been around at all, you know that we've taken a little bit of a break from production over the summer. We've been doing reruns in the summer season, but now it's fall, and we're starting a new series with new content we're excited about. We're starting a series called Reopening the Bible. As everybody's talking about reopening in society, how do we reopen? When do we reopen? Uh, What does that look like? Business, school, travel, sports, workplaces. Uh, We want to ask, though, uh, before we go back to normal, whatever that is, we want to ask, have we learned anything? Before we reopen again, um, are we doing it faithfully? We want to return to God's Word as the foundation for any reopening. And so, in this Reopening the Bible series, we're going to look at uh, six key biblical events that have always defined God's people. Things like creation, covenant, the exodus, We want to look at these major texts in Scripture, and the meditations will follow those and comment on those, and we pray that you're blessed as you reopen God's Word and build your life around it. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Risen Christ, by your death and resurrection, you brought dawn to darkness. You have made a new way from death to life, cross to crown, grave to glory. We are frail creatures in a world of change and decay. Rule over us in resurrection power. Subdue sin and evil, disease and destruction. We have nothing apart from you. You live and reign with this Father and the Holy Spirit. One God, now and forever. The Confession. O Lord, I live in a world of dead ends. There's always an end. An end to my energy, my time, my love, 
my patience, my money, my very life. I'm trapped by limits. I am burdened by my frail, finite limits. I have exhausted all other options. Nothing else satisfies. You burst forth from the grave to give me life beyond the horizon. You are my singular hope, my only prayer. And so, risen Savior, have mercy on my dead ends. Our word today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. You will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Our meditation today was written by Paul Clater. Four weeks ago, I wrote a meditation for the Daily Pattern, and I briefly introduced my great-great-grandfather, who was a missionary to Native Americans in the mid-19th century. Coming from Germany to America and then to the wilds of northern Minnesota must have seemed to him like going to the ends of the earth. To me, his mission efforts and sacrifices have been and continue to be a source of pride and encouragement as I live out my own Christian faith in my vocational calling. However, in the multicultural world of today, with its openness to religious pluralism, there are many who would disagree with and even sharply criticize my ancestors' mission work. They would say that we should not try to change people's firmly held beliefs. To them, Christian mission work smacks of colonialism and even conversion therapy, insensitive and intolerant of others at best. They may believe that institutional churches who engage in cross-cultural missions are only concerned about numbers and self-survival. To be sure, there are attitudes and strategies in the church's outreach efforts to save the lost that have changed over the years. For example, my ancestors' effort to change the nomadic customs of Native Americans in order to teach them what, at the time, was considered to be a better Christian lifestyle, we today would see as misguided. And in the end, that effort proved unsuccessful. Today, evangelism programs that still employ a door-to-door cold-calling method at the homes of strangers are likely to be stereotyped as religious fanatics and for a number of reasons will tend to have limited success. None of us wants to be stereotyped or thought of as insensitive or intolerant. In this kind of social climate, how do we follow Jesus' commission to make disciples of all nations? and to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth? How can the church Jesus established to bring his gospel to the people survive, let alone grow? Virgil is a member of my congregation that I would identify as having the gift of evangelism, 
It's not that he has deep theological insights, although he is a faithful Bible class attender, who, no matter what scripture topic or text is being studied, can be counted on to say, it's all about Jesus. It's not that he has an eloquence of speech, although he does have a working knowledge of the Kennedy evangelism outline and uses it weekly to call in our community. And it's not that his physical presence is so convincing, although he has suffered through a death of his spouse, cancer, heart disease, and severe rheumatoid arthritis with remarkable positivity. Virgil is one of the best evangelists I know because he's a witness. Pure and simple. He has a story to tell. His story of how God has been lovingly active through the ups and downs of his life. And within that story, he includes another story. A story that does not belong to one culture or custom. His story. God's story of how Jesus has made his life eternal. Tying those two stories together, Virgil humbly counts it as a privilege, his words, to be a witness, who will go to the ends of the earth, knowing his life is all about Jesus, who is with him to the end of the age. We pray. Holy Spirit, restore to me the joy of my salvation, that I too may consider it a privilege to be a witness for Jesus. Amen. The benediction. God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen.